Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Life in SA, episode two, the wrestling episode. And I'm here with my co host, Richard. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. How you doing, Richard? I'm doing all right, doing good. So I'm very excited to do this episode. This episode is going to be a wrestling episode. So Richard, are you ready for some wrestling? Yes. All righty. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all righty. So first question, how did you become a fan? told me that um, yeah that, that yeah that he's gonna be in that movie yeah he plays as a vampire and he's got like uh, he's got silver fangs and that's when he uh, one at one time he brought a raw magazine to school to show me what he was talking about and that's when he showed me like yes this is this is the one I was talking about. This is um, Triple H, and I remember he was. It was the front cover of his face, and and he, and of course, he had the silver paints, and yeah, you know, he was playing the you know the vampire like that. And then I was going through his magazine, turning the pages like that, and he was showing me like the you know what about this is the WWE, this is about wrestling, and then I was uh, intrigued by it. And then that's when he he told me that you should you should start watching start watching the WWE. And I says okay, uh, so so it, the show is called WWE. But what there's actually two shows. There's one called Monday Night Raw, and another one's called Thursday Night SmackDown. And I said okay, I'll check those out like that. So then I I started watching it, and then that's when. Um, I remember, like, on the Monday Night Raw, one particular one, and this is where, um, like, talking about the behind the scenes of Lee Trinity, 
And it, of course, it was starting with Triple H, HHH himself. And he was just talking about, you know, on the set, behind the scenes of the movie and so and so like that. And soon after, that's when I saw the movie. And, of course, the movie turned out to be a big disappointment. But, at the same time, you know, it was cool to see Triple H in the big screen. And, of course, during that time, you know, The Rock, he was big when it came to Hollywood. And so he was making movies like that. And, and of course, this was was Triple H's first breakthrough to the Hollywood scene like that. And so then afterwards, I started watching the shows like week after week, month after month, 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 and I started to become a fan of the shows. And, um, and of course, I would say probably SmackDown, I was probably like more intrigued by this other wrestler name called The Undertaker. Ah. Yeah. And I really I really liked his character. He, you know, dark, mysterious, creepy like that. I was very intrigued by, by him like that. And soon after, I just became a... Um, yeah, that was, I was just so, so into it like that. Into his character like that, you know, like mysterious like that. And then, um, yeah, soon afterwards, and I started to, I can, and then, and then soon after that, I came across a, seeing another show called TNA Impact. And, which was in 2006. And it was a time where, Sting was going to be coming back from after being away from from WCW, and then uh, that's when I first saw him also, and and I also liked his character as well, and then that's when I realized I, I started to know that ah, I seem to be a big fan of these these dark mysterious characters like that, like the Undertaker and Sting. And and to me, you know, it, they were both similar. They were kind of like similarities, you know, because it was Undertaker, you know, in WWE and in the scene and, and TNA. And yeah, those those are like the the two that I started to to watch like that. And soon after, they became my favorites, also. So yeah, so I would say. Uh, I would say, like, in the WWE side, Undertaker was my favorite wrestler, and then TNA side, Sting was my favorite wrestler. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that, I mean, I mean, that was incredible. And, of course, if, you know, you just mentioned, you know, you know, my name, he's referring to me that I was the one responsible for introducing you to wrestling. So, it was all me. And, you know, yeah. I'm glad, you know, I, you know, got you into it. And, of course, in you know, you have these, you know, like how it started. And I'm surprised you still remember because everybody remembers, you know, how they became a fan like me. 
I started watching since 1998. I started watching the old WCW. Uh, you know, Goldberg, Sting, of course, Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, the NWO, of course, it was like, it was hot, you know, back then. And, you know, com- you know compared to now, which I'm going to say in a letter, uh, later uh, segment. So, that's how I started watching. Of course, uh, it happened with Sting. Of course, Sting was my influence because I remember my cousins had the Nintendo 64 game, WCW versus the World uh, for Nintendo 64. And my cousin always chose Sting. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this character is so cool. You know, and of course, now that this is how we became friends, Richard, you and I. Because yeah. we both like the wrestler Sting, o- only because you saw him in TNA, I saw him uh, through a you know through a WCW wrestling game and WCW, and that's how I became a fan, you know through uh, all these you know all these years as well. And of course, uh, on the WWE side, my favorite wrestler is the Undertaker as well. Yes. Yeah. So basically, you and I had the same. Favoritism. The same, the same favorites, the same, uh, uh, kind of like the wrestling upbringing. You know, not the same like upbringing, but the same wrestling upbringings, how they call it, because we both like Sting and Undertaker. Of course, mine was the course the Sting from WCW. Your Sting was the TNA Sting, the Impact Wrestling Sting, and of course Undertaker. My Undertaker was the big evil Red Devil Undertaker from 2002, as to yours was the uh, the Dead Man, which the from uh, the Resurrection from uh, WrestleMania 20. Um, yeah. Of course, um, you can check those out on. Um, well, if you still have the DVDs or Peacock, I don't know. I mean, I like the WWE Network, but uh, you I know, just, it's or watch them on YouTube. Or watch it on, yeah, watch it on YouTube, of course. That's our that's our secondary spot. <laughs> and um, so, so speaking of Undertaker, I know that of course I just want to bring up your most favorite memorable moment, Richard. What is it? Well, the one that comes to mind is for me attending a. First time WWE wrestling event. After watching all the shows throughout the years, and it was in, and it was going to be in 2007 where they were going to have the Royal Rumble. Oh my God! I, I love that show. That's my number one favorite show that ever passed here in San Antonio. Yes. And, um, yes, and I would say, um, yes, that was my first time attending a wrestling show, and, and I would just keep it in, and I just started thinking back, you know, like, I, I remember I used to watch this on TV, and now here I am, here live, in person, and it was just so surreal seeing seen it like this and I can and I was just thinking oh I can't believe I'm actually here I'm actually here like that and seeing it like that in live and uh, I would say that on that same night this is where it caught me off guard and then it just came out of nowhere where 
the camera pointed to the crowd and it was in the front row and then all of a sudden I was and then they were just pointing at something right there and then it come to find out it was the band saliva was in live in attendance in the front row saliva was in attendance and I remember I sat like a few rows back up uh where saliva was and i saw like somebody like oh my gosh like who are these guys and it turned out that it was josie scott with at the time he had a uh, red uh what is it tips on his hair and they showed uh, of course you said they showed the band saliva and it was to promote their new album that was coming out called bloodstained love story featuring the song ladies and gentlemen from uh the from wrestlemania 23 uh, that was, uh, like, oh my gosh, they, and I, and I can't stop saying this, but I sure do miss 2007. Yes, and plus, Saliva was one of my favorite bands listening to at that, that time, too. And I remember I, I bought, um, I believe it was four albums, I believe, and then that's when they were going to release their new album. Which is the the one that he, um, from the two thousand seven one? Yes, the blood uh, bloodstained love story. Yes. Yes, that one. Yes, and then soon after that, that's when I when the, the when the album was coming out, and then of course I I bought the album. Yeah. So did I. That I still have yeah. it. And oh. then um, and then of course the the shocker of the moment of the night, and most and I would say most memorable moment is witnessing the undertaker winning the royal rumble match oh my god it was so crazy the 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 because it was the final two it was him and Shawn michaels and of course Shawn michaels is you know the hometown hometown hero hbk himself here in San Antonio, which, yes, I got to say that, yes, I was like, oh, my gosh. Who could have asked for a better final two? And, of course, you're about to bring up the ending. Yes. And then, uh, yes, that, and that was the moment where Undertaker won. He just pushed Michaels off the altering like that and it was like wow and it and that was so moment where the whole audience just completely stood still and shocked i was and one of them and speechless like wow can believe he won yes it was yeah my jaw just dropped like that it was just it was just a shocking moment Yes, and that's something that I'm always to remember. Yeah, oh, always to remember, and I and I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. That's one of my favorite moments as well, my most memorable ones. I mean, I have several favorite moments, but that to me will always be my most favorable, my most favorite memorable. I I, I combined it to favorable uh, moment out of all the events that i've seen throughout my years many years of watching wrestling that's my number one favorite moment it was because of the unpredictability but i found out like years later it was like when you're in wwe and it's your hometown you never win in your hometown 
and that's one yeah. of the what that's one of the many rules in WWE is that you never win in your hometown, which it, it rarely happens, but it almost certainly never does. Almost, and I'm thinking, okay, Shawn Michaels is gonna win. He's gonna challenge John Cena, which he actually did anyway at WrestleMania 23. He actually fought John Cena, so really, it didn't really matter if he fought. If you won the Royal Rumble or not, he's still faced John Cena at the Royal, at WrestleMania 23, uh, yeah. two months later. So really, it was like give or take. But this was Undertaker's moment. It was, you know, he deserved it, and this is the first time a number 30th entrant and Undertaker winning the yes. Royal Rumble, which that to me. And then, and then soon after, he was gonna win the title. And this will be the, and of course, this will be the first time in ten years. Later, he wins the title, and WrestleMania thirteen, and he wins wins it again ten years later, twenty three. Yeah, even though, and this is fun, a fun fact. Rest, uh, Royal Rumble nineteen ninety seven, Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble. So really, you had well, I'll get to that later. Uh. Stone Cold Steve Austin wins the 1997 Royal Rumble. Ten years later, Undertaker wins the Royal Rumble here in San Antonio in uh, 2007. And then, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna make 2017. That was just awful. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um. But yes, and I'm and I'm glad that that's you know. And I gotta say, like, yeah, I agree because, like I said, I had a lot of moments, and I have to agree with you on that. That is. Uh, most memorable moment, my favorite, you know, favorite moment of all, and really, who could have asked for, you know, anything? And you know, Undertaker been, you know, been a big Undertaker fan since like, like the days of uh, we started watching, uh, you know, when he was the American Badass, and then he was Big Evil Red Devil, you know, back in two thousand two, two thousand three, and then the the rebirth at WrestleMania twenty. And then he just became the dead man. And then uh, up to his last when he faced AJ Styles, you know, in the Boneyard match when he actually became American Badass again, which I got to say, you know, you know, yeah, it was, you know, it was really something, you know, nice. And, and to me, like, when I started watching, you know, Undertaker, like when he was a heel, I didn't even realize he was a heel. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, back in 2002, and I was rooting for him. I'm like, how dare you boo this man? I mean, this man has given so much to this company. This is how, you know, in this industry, in this sport, this is how you're going to pay him. But yeah, then I found out. I, yes, and I'm like, oh, my God, he was a heel. <laughs> the whole entire time. The whole time. And then when he faced, uh, then when he went to, because he was on Raw. He was drafted to Raw. This was 2002 when they did the first ever brand extension. I mean, superstars are going to go to Raw. Superstar wrestlers are going to go to SmackDown. You know, uh, then Undertaker was on Raw, and then he jumped from Raw to SmackDown, and that's when I didn't like him anymore because he was the face, and I said, I don't like this dude. And then there was Brock Lesnar, which, and another video, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I think it'll be on YouTube where we have more time because, oh my gosh, like, this is an epic, this is, um, this is an, uh, like I said, this is an epic episode. I think we're going to go, like, more than an hour on this, but we're trying to... Keep it under yeah. an hour. We're trying to get it under an hour because th this is a lot to say. Like I said, this is one of the episodes that I really, really wanted to do. And you can tell that I am talking fast. And people that have uh, that have seen the, our YouTube video and they've uh, if they checked out our Spotify, uh, knowing that this is uh, this is uh, 
that this is still me. This is still Jose. This is still me. It's just that I'm really, really ecstatic about doing this episode because I'm really passionate about it. And so are you, Richard. We're, you know, like, uh, this is our second video. We I had to beat the other video because we went over and we got cut off over a really great point. So I'm, so enough about me. Uh, just talking about this. Okay. The yep. state of the wrestling. State of the wrestling address. Where do you think that WWE is headed now that AEW is now the top dog of, of wrestling right now? And, uh, I'll go first with the whole uh, 2009 deal when they went full on PG. And after that, you know, the CM Punk pipe bombs, you know, everything. Um, like over the years, it seems like WWE has re really ran out of steam. At this point, and what's really picking up steam is AEW. Now, I've heard some jaw jacking, you know, where like, hey, AEW sucks, you know, and all this and that. And really, I'm just kind of like, well, how are they sucking? Like, what are they doing that's making you aggravated? Like, what, what, what are they doing? What are they saying? Nothing. They're doing yeah, the right just, thing. Just nitpicking. Yeah. Nit nitpicking. Yeah, plus, you know. You know, just haters. Yeah. Haters and all that. And really, I, I just kind of like, well, I give AEW their proper respect. I mean, it's a startup company. It's a new, it's a new company. I, for one, you know, I, I, I applaud AEW for picking up CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, possibly Bray Wyatt. They picked up... And Ric Flair coming soon. Rick, uh, well, since he got canceled, I don't know, <laughs> but... uh um, they picked up Adam Cole, baby. So really, they're they W is just killing it right now. They're they're really doing it. And then then the WWE and side, Alistair Black and Alistair Black as well, man. AEW is just really is really good. I'm sorry I forgot about Alistair Black, but uh, and then well, yeah, oh yes, now he's Malakai Black. Um, but now WWE is kind of like, well, what what are they doing right now? Well. They're doing good with the whole Roman Reigns head of the family, you know, head of the table, you know, the tribal chief. Um, I actually kind of like that right now. That's the only great thing that's happening right now. Um, SmackDown, by the way. And which is on SmackDown, which SmackDown is a good show. Um, I have no complaints about Raw is a whole different ball field. And I just can't stress enough that how Raw has been going since they released Bray Wyatt. Now they're leaving Alexa Bliss as uh, the, you know, the new fiend, so to speak. But technically, it's just not working, you know. I mean, Alexa Bliss needs to go back to Alexa Bliss and stuff. That we all love. That we, that we all enjoyed. I mean, still be a heel, but still be the Harley Quinn Alexa Bliss or the, you know, wh how Alexa Bliss used to be. But now it's kind of like, Okay, now she's the fiend with with her little doll Lily, and really, I, I just kind of like okay, well, whatever. But my point is, Richard, is that uh, what I'm trying to make is that the ratings. That's the one thing that is important. Yeah. The key demographics. AEW is getting the ratings. I I've looked at the analytics and the numbers, and it's like okay, WWE, their numbers are low. 
and AEW's is high. Why are AEW's ratings higher than WWE's? Well, it's because AEW is doing what you know, signing the talent. They're getting the uh, they're getting the promos, especially from CM Punk. They're getting the promos uh, that they that they well they don't want, but they need W and really AEW's really doing good for themselves. WWE yeah. recently AEW just picked up uh, Ruby Soho, which formerly went by the name of Ruby Riot in WWE. There we go. See? Once again, they they just keep picking up more talent, more, more like that. More and more talent. I, it's it's only a matter. It's and this comes to my next uh, my next uh, thing that I'm going to say. What the answer is so simple for WWE. The answer is so simple, but yet they don't do it because it's a new era. It's a new time, but and a new generation and a new generation. Oh, okay, so we're gonna go there, but <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, it's a new generation. But what I'm trying to say is that the answer is simple, but they don't want to do it. And I'm and I'm sorry, but like I said, I've been watching wrestling for years, it's and the only. I know, and that the only way WWE can get those ratings back, which I, which I'm just wasting my time and my breath saying this, but it's how what I'm thinking, and this is and this is how it worked back then. If you if you bring back the blood and the boobs, not in that particular order, but but no, if you if you think about it, Richard, remember when we started watching the ruthless aggression era, how we used to watch. Tori Wilson and her, you know, her micro bikini thongs and everything, the lingerie contest, everything. Yeah. That got us intrigued because that got us rate that got WWE the ratings. And then even though, even though that was part of Vince Russo's idea because he wanted to do the Jerry Springer twist in a wrestling show. That's and that was the next thing I was gonna do. That was the all the attitude era. The attitude era was nothing more than Jerry Springer with wrestling. The, you know, and and it was you know trash TV. That's what I was thinking about earlier today. Like, okay, uh, that was what that was part of my notes for from today, uh, because because um, I was thinking like, yeah, because trash TV was hot back then, back in the late nineties. Uh, yeah. You know, when you had Jerry Springer, you had all this. So technically, the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation, back then from the Attitude Era was technically Jerry Springer with wrestling. You know, trash TV, and it got the ratings. And right now, like, okay, for example, um, if you were to do a bra and panties match with Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, yeah. Carmella, will it get the ratings? Yes, because somebody's gonna get uh, somebody's gonna get stripped to their bra and panties, and they're gonna get humiliated. And we are going yeah. to give them the ratings. We are gonna flip our TVs to wherever Raw or SmackDown. We're gonna see Dana Brooke or Mandy Rose in their underwear, and we're gonna see yeah. it. And that is going to generate ratings. And if Roman Reigns later on that night busts somebody yeah. up, you know, busts, you know, Finn Balor with a steel chair, blood dripping down to the ring, the proverbial crimson mask, as Jim Ross says it, well, there you go. You have six million uh, viewers, you know, and, that gener and that's uh, big ratings right there. Those yeah, are some... Even though, it, even though it is a different time, so I don't know if they'll be able to... Uh exactly Richard that and that's the point I'm trying to make like back then they could have done it back then they could have done it and that way and this is and this is how WWE um, is kind of like we're in trouble you know why are ratings so low it's because well 
yeah, it's a new time and it's a new generation. Like, I could understand that. But what I'm trying to say is that you're not going to get those ratings. You're, you're not, uh, they're not going to get those ratings anymore, like how it was back then. Back then was a different, yeah, it was a different time. It was like, we didn't really care. You know, it's like, I know, like, I, I'm sorry, you know, to like sound like a perv, you know, like a pervert saying like, oh, yeah, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, you know, brown panties and all this and that. Because that's what it, that's how it was back then. You know, you, you know, like if, um, you know, like if I talk tomorrow with, with Roland tomorrow, you know, I'm going to bring that up and say, you know, remember when this happened? Like, yeah, well, it's because it generated the ratings. It, you know, we were so glued to the TV that, oh my gosh, we saw a pair of boobs on TV. Like, oh my gosh, you know, we saw Tory Wilson and all that. We really didn't take our eyes off the TV. Even Kelly Kelly as well, the expose, you know, she almost got naked and on the, in the rebooted WWE ECW shows. And really, you're, we're not going to see those again because... You know, we're, we're not ever going to see that again only because, like, yeah, it's a new time. It's a different time. Now, WWE's global, and they have, you know, sponsors. You know, they have everything. You know, like I said, they have Connors Cure. They have uh, Susan G. Coleman. You know, they're in partnership with that. And I'm not saying that it ruined it, but I'm saying that, okay, well, WWE's not going to be doing this anymore. But what WWE needs to do with creative is like, okay, get serious. Yeah. Look at, take a look at, a, at AEW right now, what they're doing. Take a look at TNA, take a look at ring of honor, what they're doing. And I'm giving them the ratings because they're, they're wrestling. Their brand of wrestling is good compared to WWE. It's just the comedic. It's just that the boring stale. It's just like, Oh, Hey, look at this. Yeah. But, but, initially, but it's initially supposed to be like a family friendly show now. Yes, that's been this way for decades now, and there's there is no change. And despite that, they completely ruined the NXT brand as well. Well, no, well, not for decades, but it's been going on for a little bit of a decade since 2009, 2019, 2020. It's been going on for yeah. twelve uh, for twelve years, Richard. That it's been uh, like it's been family friendly. I could, like I said, look, I could understand that they're going with this direction. And yeah. and really, it's like it's good, you know, good for them. Yeah. And um, really, I'm just at this point where it's like I was thinking about it. I said, well, if they bring back the boobs and the blood, um, they'll they'll be fine, you know, ratings wise, they'll be fine. But they can't do that. It's not gonna fly right now, you know. And that's why, like I said, I think I'm just wasting my time and my breath just saying that. But like I said, and that's the simple answer. That's the simple solution. But they don't want to yeah. do that because it's a different time. It's, you know, it's more family friendly. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to get really upset, you know, especially like, oh, hey, you know, I'm watching it with my children. And I don't want to see, you know, Mandy Rose in a bra and panties, man, you know, in a bra and panties match, you know, whatever. Like, see, in this day and age as well, where... Anything that they show on TV, it's offensive. All night offensive. Exactly, and 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 really, and 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 it was Scott Steiner who brought up a good point where how WWE is with the TV PG right now and all doing this. He brought up the fact about South Park, the show about South Park. South Park has been rated TVMA all through the its inception since back yeah. in the late nineties. 
South Park isn't slowing down. Well, it has slowed down a bit. But South Park still has the same adult content for over all these years. And really, like, and then you look at WWE is like, oh, well, you were TV 14 since the Attitude Era. And now you're TV PG and yet you're yet you absolutely suck. You know, you look at South Park and their TV MA because they hold no grudges. You know, they're a balls to the wall type of show. So what's your excuse? You know, WWE used to be that balls to the wall show that and and really it's like, well, yeah, I agree. But it's like, yeah, now they have sponsors. They have, you know, they're more family friendly now. And really, like I just mentioned, you know, I'm just wasting, you know, my, you know, my breath, you know, just saying, you know, like WWE needs to bring back the boobs and the blood, but they're not going to do it. And that's where they're stuck with the low ratings. Like, okay, well, what are we doing? Um, what are you doing? I mean, like I said, I'll give him credit for the Roman Reigns head of the family, head of the table character. But as far as the other stuff, like the other stuff is just no good. Uh, Big E winning the championship was great. I got to say, uh, recently, but as far as other, as far as the other stuff, it's like, you know, but I got to say that SmackDown's doing pretty good. Raw, not so good. AEW. Oh my gosh! Whatever you whatever you guys are doing, you guys are doing great. And Rampage as their secondary show on Friday nights. AEW is just really, really getting them, aren't they? It's just really getting them on there. But uh, yes, and I know this is a lot to talk about. You know, there there is a lot to you know mention. There is a lot of stuff. Um, and I just wanted to get my point across, you know, saying like, okay, why is everybody really getting the low ratings? It's, well, it's because, you know, they're missing, you know, the boobs and the blood, uh, you know, from back then, you know, the attitude era and the ruthless aggression era. That was great for a while, but now we're in the TVPG era since 2009 and really like uh, WWE does all, all this and everything. And really, it just bugs, you know, it really bugs me knowing that we're not going to see that again. But it's like, hey, you know what? Um, now thinking about it now, it's like, well, it was necessary back then for the ratings to please yeah. their, their their demographics and the affiliates back then, which was us. But now that we're in our 30s or early 30s, it's like, yeah, you know, it was good for it. It was good, you know, seeing Tori Wilson and all that. You know, the Diva magazines and everything. It was great. You know, the posters. I had posters, yeah. too. And we, um, we, were, we were teenagers. Yeah, we were teenagers. And now that we're, you know, we're grown up, grown sort man. of. They're like, sort of. I was <laughs> like, sort yeah. of. You know, I'm still yeah. talking about this. Yeah. But it, it's, it's like, but it's like, it's like I've been saying, like, um, the answer is simple. But it's really not that simple. So now what's happening is people who um, are generation also, and many ages also too like that, used to watch WWE, and now they're actually turning away from watching it, and now they're watching AEW now. They actually have something better to do and better to watch. And then there's us. We're like, we're just like looking at all the things that WWE's doing wrong. We're like, oh, better, yeah, that should have been... Better. And better and refs and better wrestling too, even moves that we haven't even seen in years. That's and in, in the AEW now. And that's another point too. 
they've limited the finishing maneuvers. You know, there's no spike pile drivers. There's no more Huracaranas. Every time I see Rey Mysterio, I'm like, what are you going to do? Because Rey Mysterio used to do all the Huracaranas. He used to do the 619 and the West Coast Pop. Um, that I always liked when he was in the Ruthless Aggression era. You know, of course, it was WCW. But when he was in the WWE, I like when he did that. I, I really did. I liked what he did. Uh, maneuver wise, but now I watch Rey Mysterio and it's like, well, he does he still he still does a six one nine, but then he splash and then that's it. Yeah, that's it. And that's what's kind of like turning me off on it because it really, which is basically Eddie Guerrero's maneuver. Yes. Yes, and I've got to say the day that wrestling died was when Eddie Guerrero died. That's I know people have been saying that, and I said, well, and officially when they and when it officially died was when Chris Benoit died in two thousand seven, and that's another story for another time. Yes, you and that's know. what changed, and that's what changed the the game of the wrestling to go PG. Yes, I that I still believe that it's really. And did away the chair shots as well to the hits. The chair shots, which causes concussions. Yes. Which, yeah. Uh, well, and this is another thing that confused me too. I know, I know, I gotta, you know, I gotta wrap this up, but uh, I just want to get this real quick. First, the Chris Benoit deal said it was roid rage. Okay, and then. They ended up saying, oh, no, it was because he had concussions and we have to limit the chair shots. So I'm like, which one is it? I don't know. Like I said, I know it's another story for another time, but which one was it, Richard? I mean, which one was it? Because we were we were talking about this all summer 2007. We were talking about it like crazy, you know, like, okay, they said it was roid rage. Then they were saying it was chair shots, which causes it, which causes the concussions, which cause them to go mad and crazy. Um, I was like, which one was it? <clears throat> it was one of those two, and really, it's still a mystery to this day. Still is, still is, yeah. and like I said, it's another. And also another thing too. Yes. By the way, <clears throat> check out Dark Side <clears throat> of the Rain on Vice. And it tells the, the story of Chris Benoit in two parts. Great show, by the way. Just want to recommend that. Yes, and it is in-depth. So, all righty, Richard, we're just going to about wrap this up for the evening. Um, this has been Live in SA Podcast with me, Jose, and Richard. This has been Episode 2, the wrestling episode. And I'm sorry to cut this short because there's a lot of things. I mean, there is going to be more wrestling to come and more episodes to come. So really come join us on YouTube. Uh, Check out our Patreon. Uh, Check us out right now on Spotify and Google Podcasts. So until next time, see you all next time.